0: Welcome to Ship of Fools, a nautical D&D actual play podcast. My name is Hannah McLean, and I am, as always, your Dungeon Master on this nautical adventure. (laughs) What about the other nautical adventures, (laughs) Hannah? I know, (laughs) only this one. Okay, joining me today I have Andy Latai.
1: Finn Fisher.
0: Nolani Stevenson.
2: Reagan Stockweather.
0: And Taylor Wallace. Malachi Kassir. And we are back with episode sixty-six. One more, six so till the devil number. Uh, Let's do a a little recap, and then we can dive right in. Last session, the party had had some nice breakfast in the Temple of the Lurker in Neftis, um, and then promptly teleported themselves to Salabon Cove. Uh, you rendezvoused with the remnants of the Archaeological Artificers Association, as well as Malachi's moms and Captain Amelia and her whole crew. Got to sort of catch up with everyone update them on what you'd been doing um, before the next day while while waiting for finn's trident to be able to be used to teleport again um the next day amelia's crew set out for angel isle and everyone else uh got in the water to be teleported to just outside of uh luola which is the sort of capital Ish of Erebrer, um, and is where the king's court is. You met some of Shiloh's family members who have been here, kind of around the king's court, um, and who were able to get you an audience with the druid king, Mananon of Erebrer, um, on the the way to while you were while you were waiting for your turn for the audience with the king um you overheard that he was speaking to a a delegation of 3 from Marquan a dwarven like mining kingdom um that has uh, been under serious uh, barrage from Lithios lately um king Mananon was in the midst of telling this delegation that he simply didn't have the extra forces to spare to go and help them but as as the delegation was leaving one of them happened to make eye contact with Reagan and asked him where he was from um saying that he looked just like someone she happens to know named Railthor um you then got your chance to speak to King Manananon um made Introduced yourselves as the members of the Archaeological Artificers Association who had not gone all power hungry and were chasing (laughs) after uh, godhood um, or following the person who was doing that, you know, a classic, classic thing to have to make clear to the king. Um, He seemed to believe you um, and you then... Uh, argued that perhaps uh, if forces are what are being needed to help defend Marquan and keep their valuable resources from falling into Lithios's hands, uh, well, some extra forces just showed up. Um, the king seemed to be willing to consider this, um, and so that's that's where we're picking up now. So where where we're picking up? Uh, king Monanon has kind of instructed you to like kind of a don't go too far away situation um he's pulled a few of his advisors a few of these people who were just sort of standing around this crystal pool and this great throne um he's gathered a few of his advisors around him and they are all sort of gathered around the throne talking in low voices um Nell and Alden are off to one side talking to this spy master, this like cloaked figure that they were directed toward. Um, and Shiloh is talking to her grandma and uncle as everyone's just sort of standing around waiting for the king to decide whatever he's going to decide. Um, a messenger was also sent like running after the Marquand delegation to go get them before they got too far away. Um, so you guys are left just sort of standing here for a few minutes in the, the court of the King of Erebrare.
3: Where's that little fucko who is looking at us all askance?
0: Yeah. Make a perception check.
1: I whisper to Malachi, does he mean Shiloh? What? He he has been forgetting people's names a lot lately. No, no. Maybe we should get him a cat scan.
3: I love cats.
1: Yeah, it's where you have a magic cat like rub your forehead and they tell you if there's anything wrong.
0: Wow. I wish that was me. Uh twelve. Um, okay. You spot him, uh, you you glance around and see that the kid who was watching you earlier is still still very much watching the three of you he's like standing half behind a tree because this the the king's court is in this clearing in on this small forested island and so there is this very small but still a like forest around you um and the kid is standing kind of half behind one of the trees um watching you all with a frown on his face like but more like a frown of concentration than of anger
2: reagan is that your
3: rival no, I don't, I don't have, I mean, I left when I was 11. Like, I don't really have a rival here particularly.
1: Oh, trust me, 11-year-olds can have rivals. Mm.
3: Malachi walks over to the child. No, 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 I'm gonna, I cast, I cast
0: Message. Mm. And
3: I just say, what the fuck are you looking at?
0: <laughs> um, he startles and, like, looks around. Are you, Regan, are you trying to hide the fact that you're casting this spell? Or are you, like, looking directly at him? I guess I'll be looking at him. Okay. He startles and looks around him um, and then sees that you're looking directly at him and kind of crosses his arms and looks like a little put out, but also like a little bit impressed. And he just responds to the message and he's like, I'm allowed to be here. You guys are new and interesting.
1: Oh, Reagan. All right. Reagan, ask if he's Cassie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my
1: my friend
3: wants to know if you're Cassie. What? No. Take that as a no.
1: Ah, that's exactly what Cassie would say, isn't it? Fuck.
2: Reagan,
3: ask him how old he is. Uh, my other... Hmm. How do I ask this without it sounding creepy? Uh, my... (laughs) The guy looks
2: horrified.
3: Uh... My friend and I saw you from across the king's courtyard and hated your vibe. Asking if if he's supposed to be chaperoned in here. He says he's allowed to be here. He just says that we're we're new and interesting. So he's checking us out. How old are you, kid? 13. I'm sorry. Is that in like Dorf years or?
0: Is this still happening over message?
3: Yes, but I am (laughs) iterating my answers and the kid's answers.
0: Yeah, okay. So he says 13 in Reagan's head and Reagan relays it. Hmm. All right. Well, Malachi walks over to the kid. Can- <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm not convinced. Let's see if he's scared of cold iron.
3: What? Like, do you have some on you?
1: Well, no, but.
3: Malachi flexes. <laughs> no, no, Mal, that's hot
0: iron. Ah, oh, you. <laughs> oh, you. You guys have this conversation as you're as you're walking over. Um.
1: Finn touches Malachi's bicep and to digitates some steam coming off. <laughs> <laughs>
0: ah. Um, he, he does not move to, like, run away or anything as you guys come closer. He just kind of keeps standing there. And as you get closer, um, can I have everyone make another perception check for me?
1: Finn is absolutely staring intently to see if he's actually just casting a disguise. (laughs) He hasn't given up on that.
0: Seventeen seven, Dirty 20. Okay, so... Bin and Malachi are the ones who notice. You're just—it's just simply has to do with which side you're approaching on. Um, but you notice that on his right arm, um, like creeping from like just below his elbow up to under his shirt sleeve, um, is a line of bronze dragon scales.
2: <gasps> Reagan, do you have a son?
1: What? Or a brother? Oh my God! <laughs> you're unchaperoned. Someone get this poor child some lotion.
2: What the hell are you guys talking about? Do you know a young man by the name of Guppy O'Connor?
1: What? You better not.
0: No, I don't know a Guppy O'Connor, and I don't know a Cassie. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay.
2: Hmm. Do you know uh, Malachi looks back at Regan? Railthor... In? No. Why are you
1: asking if this
3: human child knows my father?
2: Oh, is it human? Half-elf. <laughs> Half-elf. Oh.
1: oh, hey.
0: Yeah, hi.
1: I'm a half-elf and half some other stuff.
0: Wow. (laughs) He gives Finn like a little like, eh, he'll give you a
3: fist bump. Nice. Why are you laughing if this half-elf child knows my father?
2: Hey, Regan, what's your mom's name?
0: (laughs) My mom, uh, Fjellene? You know her? No. Why would I? Is he lying to me, Hannah? He's not, not about that. That That's true. He has not said any lies within your earshot yet. Okay.
1: Hmm. So he doesn't know Cassie, but can one really be said to know oneself?
3: Uh, so you you just you're just hanging out around. Are you like a prince or something? I haven't been here in a while. I forget if we like have a prince right now. He like laughs
2: at that.
1: I'm casting mage hand to have the hand be in Regan's line of sight, pointing at the kid's arm with the scales. If, what
2: are you? if you're allowed to be here, why are you being such a creep about it? I'm... <sighs> relax. relax. <laughs> This is it, Robert. We do shit differently.
1: Yeah, we are in like a public forum right now, I think.
2: Yeah, but he's been following us.
1: Well, good. More people should follow me, frankly. No! <laughs> I've been trying to get that going.
0: Um, my, name's, my name's Perrin. Not that you asked. Uh, how do you spell that? Uh, he, he doesn't know. He, he just kind of like shrugs. I will tell you that it's P-E-R-R-I-N. You can see that, like, he has his arms crossed, and he's sort of, like, you can't tell if he noticed you, noticed the scales on his arm, but now he's sort of, like, hiding them. Mm. And he's like, I'm, look, I'm allowed to be here, the king said it was fine, so. Like, you personally? Yeah, like, well, no one, no one will hire me, so. But they said it was fine if I just stay around here, so... Just watch the court?
1: Ah, those damn child labor laws.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so you
2: couldn't get a job, so you spend your days watching the court? Is that right? I mean, I don't blame him.
1: Are you the stenographer?
2: Like, what? (laughs) No, he couldn't get the job, Finn.
1: Aspiring stenographer? What's the goal? (laughs) Nurgle's been looking to learn shorthand.
0: The goal would be to get a job so that I can have... (sighs) Look, I just wanted, he like, he turns his shoulder so that he's looking directly at Reagan, um, And is like, look, I just, I'd never seen, I haven't ever seen anyone who like had, you know, like this before. And he moves his arm so that you can see the scales more clearly and then like points at the dragon scales on your skin. What?
3: Oh! Yo! Shit! Little cousin! Well, P- Perrin, yeah, that's your name. Uh, mm-hmm. hell
0: yeah. Well, what can you do so far? Well, I can do this. Um, and he like holds out his hands, and a like little, a shimmering illusory form of like a tree, um, appears in his hands, glowing faintly. Um, minor illusion, immediately recognizable to those of you who are familiar with seeing it be cast. Mm. And he just sort of holds it out, and he's like, "I can do this." And you know, a couple other things too. Very cool. Yeah, uh
1: Finn cast press and shoots sparks out of his hand.
3: Oh. Yes, that's also very cool.
1: Thanks.
2: Uh just to be clear, you're unhirable because you're a child, right? Not for any other reason.
0: Um <laughs> We don't even know which service he provides. Well, I could fight, but no one will let me. So well, yes, you're a child. <sighs> Okay,
2: I get it. I just want. I'm, hey, I'm just trying to make sure you aren't being discriminated against for reasons that aren't valid. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to advise that I unionize in case. <laughs> As a child, no.
0: Oh,
2: alright. No, yeah, no, you shouldn't be laboring.
3: No, I mean, I get it. So you have. You're one of us, you have these skills, you have these powers, and you want to do something because you know stuff's going bad, and everybody keeps on telling you that you're too small to do stuff. Yeah? More or less. Well, you are too small to do stuff, you're I'm right. <laughs> sorry to say. Uh, like, yeah, no, uh, you're, you're a kid, dog. Like, it's fine. Be a kid. Wait. Nah, mm, actually, let me run that back real quick. Uh, do you have parents? Do you have a family?
0: He frowns, his eyebrows like draw together, and he narrows his eyes and he's like, doesn't matter. He kind of like kicks the dirt around his feet a little bit.
1: Ah, a parent, but no parent.
0: No, it 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 matters. <laughs> uh, Malachi, the axe informs you that it does matter. Yeah, yeah. No,
2: it it usually does. Actually, did you lose them?
0: <clears throat> um, in a manner of speaking. Look, I I just wanted to say, um, I I just wanted to see, you know, what you were doing and if you could, you know, do magic and um, uh. You guys can notice that as he's, like, getting a little bit more agitated, you can see that the, like, uh, his his hands, which he still had kind of, like, out a little bit from when he'd showed you the mm. tree, um, the, like, uh, veins in his hands are starting to stand out and turn, like, orange, mm. and you can see, like, as he notices this, he, like, rubs his palms together and then, like, sticks his hands in his armpits, kind of, and is like, look, um, I... Anyway, just wanted to say hi. What's your name? I'm Reagan. Okay. Reagan Stockweather,
3: and I know somebody who
1: we should call. And I'm Finn. Hi. <laughs> I know lots of people.
0: Yeah, Cassie and Guppy O'Connor and some other, couple other names. Oh, don't
1: ever say that name in front of me again, <laughs> all right, Perrin?
0: Uh, he he laughs and seems to like calm down slightly. Um, but you see that he's still still very anxiously. he, he does not like he, his hands are still hidden. Perrin, are you are you from around here?
1: Finn minor illusions a round red nose on his face and does a little <laughs> jig.
2: Ah, Jesus, fuck, Finn, stop, Jesus. I'm not five.
1: I don't know, I've only ever met, like, one child before.
2: <laughs> That's fucking terrifying. I pluck I pluck the nose off of Finn's face, and I ask Perrin if he's from around here. No,
1: you don't, it's immaterial. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then I just punch Finn in the nose, I don't know.
1: <laughs> ah, my <laughs> concentration.
0: <laughs> um, I'm from, like, nearby, but I'm not from right here. Erebrer. yeah.
2: Your parents don't have magic like you. Nope. And y'all yeah, have
3: a uh, y'all guys have Stella's number. I don't remember Stella's number.
1: I mean, I could dream to her tonight.
0: It's at at this point that you hear like a uh, like you you haven't gone that far away. You just like walked into the woods a little bit, um, but you hear a low horn being blown from right at the King's court from, from like right next to where the King's throne is. There's like a Mm. a attendant standing there with this curved horn. And you can see that the, the little gathering of advisors is breaking apart. Um, and that everyone's sort of turning their attention back to the King again. You also see that the delegation from Marquan is like hurrying back into the clearing, looking a mix of confused, pissed off and hopeful.
1: Uh, I guess we should get in.
0: Uh, do we go back over there? I suppose.
2: I don't know how court works here.
0: Yeah. You should. The hor- the horn means you're supposed to go back over there, yeah.
1: Okay, great. And should we bow? I don't think I bowed before. Now I'm wondering if I should have.
0: Probably, yeah.
1: I mean, I don't want him to think that he has any authority over me.
0: Uh,
2: well, currently Finn, I think we need to acknowledge heirbears <laughs> <laughs> sovereignty over itself.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, terrestrial authority means nothing to the sea, so.
2: Uh, little cousin, you hang hang out,
3: all right? We can we can talk more.
0: Make a persuasion check for me, Reagan, with advantage.
3: Dirty twenty.
0: Okay. He nods and he's like, "Yeah, okay. I'll I'll hang around. Not like I again. No one will give me a job, so mm-hmm. I can't get out of here." Right. <sighs>
2: Thirteen. Uh
0: we'll be back <laughs> cool you guys uh move back over to the the like area in front of the pool is you see that the three dwarves from marquan are kind of standing I mean, I be
1: polite but
0: <laughs> standing in front of the king now um in front of king monanon and the the leader hefor um is saying like your majesty Again, we would greatly appreciate any aid that you can provide. the The, the main problem is just that we need help now, um, and the king is like, "Yes, yes, I understand, and it did understand all along, Hafor." But circumstances have changed since we spoke fifteen minutes ago, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and he gestures over to the three of you. You see that anbera kind of, like, makes, makes eye contact with you, Regan, and gives a little smile. Um, and the king is like, these allies have offered to lend their aid to Marquan. Um, they are strong warriors whose reputations have become known throughout the seas. Um, they will aid you. Additionally... I can spare a few of my own knights. Um, He gestures over to the left where you see these three like armored warriors. Um, All of the armor is like uh, green and like shaped like leaves. Like it's this very like uh, nature, (gasps) nature knight type of thing going on. But you can see that one of them does also have this, like, uh, large, like, wolf sitting right next to him. Kitty!
3: <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Wow!
0: The wolf sitting, like, very patiently um, with these watchful eyes next to the warrior. Um, as King Monanon addresses them, all three of the knights, like, take a step forward and, like, put a hand over their heart and give, like, a little half bow. Um,
1: see, I mean, like, they have to bow, obviously.
0: They they look, in general, like their armor, at least, is pretty similar. Although you see that, like, one's a dwarf and one looks like they might be an elf. Um, and the other is probably, like, a triton. Mom?
1: Oh, no, wait, never mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> King Mananon is like, these three warriors can accompany you as well. Um, I know it is a small help that we can send, but it is a, it will bolster your numbers, at least. And will give you specialists who are accomplished in fighting and can help lead the forces that you already have. The Markwan delegation looks very happy about this. Um, actually, everybody go ahead and make me an insight check.
1: 12.
0: 10. Dirty 20. Ooh, Okay. Wow, this makes sense. Uh, Malachi, you, uh, being the one to whom, like, discussions about the movement of troops like this is the most familiar, um, like, immediately pick up on that these knights are being sent at least in part because King Monanon is not quite sure how much he trusts you yet. Yeah. He wasn't just going to send you without someone to keep an eye on you slash report back to him about what you're like and what you do. Exactly. But they do also look, like, very... Uh Strong, accomplished warriors who are a cut above the kind of like normal soldiers, you also pick up on um the Marquan delegation looks like you see uh einkill and Anbera like exchange a glance like this isn't this isn't quite enough for what they were hoping for, but it is something when they were just about to get sent away with nothing um so it's it's better that way, and you see heifer like nods and is like. Your Majesty, we, Marquan greatly appreciates your, your alliance. King Mananon nods and he's like, yes. So you can set out whenever all of you are ready. I understood that the matter was rather urgent. So once, once everyone has had a chance to say what they need to say and once, once you are ready, you can depart. Um, I understand you have your own transportation. Hefor nods and is like, yes, we have, we have a way back. Good. Then court is dismissed. Report back once you've returned. Um, he says both to the Knights and to you guys. And you get the distinct sense that you've been dismissed. Everyone sort of who was listening goes back to talking in smaller configurations again. Um... You see that Shiloh has, like, moved over to be standing with Nell and Alden now, and all three of them are kind of, like, watching, We're watching with vaguely concerned expressions on their faces and are now, like, whispering amongst the three of them. Oh, shit.
2: They aren't coming, are they?
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Marquan delegation turns to you guys, um, the leader, is like, thank you for your aid. Um, we would like to get back to Marquand as quickly as possible, um, and can set out as soon as you are you are ready you have transportation uh Ainkil waves a hand and is like yes i have a, a magical means of getting us back mm. to marquan um you notice about Einkill as well i don't remember if i mentioned this when i described them but he has this like a big drum like kind of at his side just this big drum that he's carrying around seemingly in lieu of actual weapons nice so they're sort of like, but if you if you need to uh, collect anything from here or speak with anyone, we can wait for, you know, a few minutes.
1: Uh, we do want to go get uh, some more personal information from a child, but I think that's <laughs> the only thing.
0: We will need to check in
2: with the rest of our delegation
0: who's staying behind. Very well. Um, we'll be around here. Don't take too long. And Hefforn, like, gives you a crisp nod and goes over to talk to the knights um, who are... Still standing in formation. Are any of the knights hot, or can we not see their faces?
2: Um, You can see their faces. Is the wolf knight hot? Yeah, the wolf knight is hot. Nice. Um, he, He's the... Can we have a goliath?
3: Can he be a goliath?
0: Yeah, sure.
1: A goliath in the land of dwarves.
2: He can be a goliath. Wow, is he taller than me? So yes, he's taller than Malachi. Malachi does twirl his hair a little bit before he <laughs> realizes what he's doing and drops his
0: hand yeah so there's this this tall goliath um knight with this wolf companion he's pretty hot yeah so the marquan goes over to talk to those those knights are you going to go get more personal information from a child or are you going over to (laughs) nell and alden and shiloh let's go to nell and alden and shiloh yeah
1: as we walk away i say under my breath i wasn't dismissed i'm walking away because i want to (laughs) uh
0: you go over to the other trio um you see that they look, you can see that Nell Nell looks on edge um, more mm. than they did before, like, this whole, m- more than they did before getting to Erebrer. And they're like, okay, um, I, you might have put this together for yourselves already, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if it turns out that my father is at Marquan. No, it certainly sounds that way. Yeah, I mean, I, not not definitely, but I, with his lab, be- like he's certainly behind there being forces there. I don't know if he'd be there himself, but with his lab being destroyed, he's gonna need all those materials and such.
3: Yeah, he's probably gonna be there. And weirdly, mm. like more concerningly, my father is also in Maquan. Oh, what? Yeah, I know, right? Did you know that? No. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Those 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 guys over there, th- those three, uh, they were like, "Oh, you look just like somebody," and I was like, "What?" And they were like, "Yeah, do you know Thor? And I'm like, "Uh, well, my name is Railthorin. and like, I have this like necklace that has like my name on it." And they were like, "Oh my god, you look just like him!" And I was like, wow. "What?" And they were like, "Yeah, he's like our good friend." And I was like, "What the fuck?" And then we talked to the
0: king. Uh, yeah. Alden's like small ocean. Yeah, fucking right.
1: You take that back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so sorry, <laughs> immense and grand ocean, Finn.
1: That's right.
0: Okay, uh, so all right, so your father's there, good. My father's maybe there, bad. Um, great. The king didn't say anything about you, so I
2: assume you're not coming. I I would love if you came. I think we should draft you. You kidding me? Like, are we are we allowed to just do whatever? I am. <laughs>
3: if we just roll up with a total of nine guys, nine guys versus Revol and like as many of the forces of Lithios, I think we could do it. <laughs> Six is just right out, but nine
0: guys, we could do it. <laughs> Nell laughs a little at that. And they're like, we're, we're an independent entity. So technically we can go wherever we want. Um, I think King Mononon is used to, is in moving troops around mode, but we are technically still an independent entity, regardless of our alliances. That said- Good, then come with us. We need you. That said, based on last time I ended up in a combat that my father was also in, I think that I would just be more of a liability than a help.
2: It's reasonable not to want to
0: face that again. I I don't need that- uh, Energy in your life. I don't need that closure. I don't- and I don't need to risk that.
3: All right, well then, let's just all go. And you can see
0: Alden's nodding, and Shiloh's like, and I, A, am not as good in combat as I am behind the scenes, and B, would really like to stay with my family for, you know, a moment here. It's been a while. Malachi nods.
3: I turn to Alden and, like, raise my eyebrows and, like, gesture vaguely openly.
0: Yeah, Alden, like... It has looked like he was thinking something over and kind of, like, glances down at Nell and, like, watches their face for a moment and then, like, looks looks back up and is like, yeah, I'll, I'd like to come with you. Yeah, right. my
2: man. I clap him on the shoulder. Man, Lily. Seven is a good number. Seven guys, yeah.
0: <laughs> he grins a little. Seven against a uh, whole army. Great. And, you know, presume your father also. So seven, presumably the other forces of Marquand. Yeah. He ran
3: away before. Well, so. God only knows what his deal is. Uh, so I'm not counting him.
0: Oh, all right. So neutral.
1: Hey, Nell, your dad doesn't have any, like, fatal allergies or anything, does he? Like
0: mm, like strawberries? We
1: litter the battleground with peanuts and boom, he's done?
0: No, that would be convenient. All
1: right, it was worth a shot. No,
0: I appreciate you asking. That kind of outside-the-box thinking is valuable. A thought does seem to
2: strike Malachi, and he's like, No, your father, he wouldn't be bringing
0: your mother with him wherever <sighs> yeah. he goes, would he? Frankly, it wouldn't surprise me. Either he has somewhere else that he trusts enough and that he had time to go back to and leave her, which is possible. It would be like in Dermator. But uh, it also wouldn't surprise me if he just sort of still has her around. So... Is there anything we should... Um, yeah. So she, um... First of all, she was put in stasis like right before her magic was going to overwhelm her. So if she ends up out of stasis, as far as I was aware, she's just going to like go supernova immediately. So watch out for that. And if she is somehow alive and not in stasis, alive and awake, um, she's not as calculating as my father, but she was just as much like she she always worked with him it was they worked together on magic and they had the same cause i i don't know i don't know if you run into her and she's alive and awake um watch out for her i guess uh she's a different type of dangerous from my father but she's dangerous as well well jesus
1: is she a kill or a do not kill
3: I don't know. Don't make them answer that. Come on.
2: Yeah. No, it's... Okay, okay, fine. We'll keep an eye out. Game time decision. Not a decision we need to discuss in front of them. <laughs> we'll burn that bridge when we get there, all right?
0: Great, thanks.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay,
0: all of you, be careful. Regardless of what... Even if my father's not there, the kind of tech that they must be using to break into Marquand is dangerous stuff.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think we know a bit of what to expect. Okay.
1: And we can cast magic spells.
2: True. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got Revivify this time, so that's something. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, that's encouraging. <laughs> yeah, well, we've, we got seven guys. We got seven beefy dudes.
3: Is this and an all-male party? Don't forget
2: the wolf.
1: When Reagan says beefy, Finn sort of looks down at his unimpressive muscle mass. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, huh.
3: Finn, you're, you're beefy in uh, other ways. Oh. No, I didn't mean it like that. You
1: fresh? <laughs> Finn slaps Regan. <laughs> You're
0: paranormally beefy. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Um, one of the knights is a woman. Thank oh, God. I'll say the dwarf one. Um, is a female dwarf.
3: Oh, so everybody here has facial
2: hair? <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> actually, Goliath canonically cannot grow facial hair.
2: So also Malachi doesn't grow facial hair, but that's a choice. Wow.
1: Also, Finn does not have facial hair. All right, so... Actually, you know what? You know what? At this point, after everything he's been through, I'm going to say Finn has some stubble.
2: Oh uh, Wow!
1: Just a little bit.
2: Malachi hasn't been able to shave, but he certainly doesn't have anything re- resembling a beard.
1: Also, I just want to state canonically uh, that Nurgle is, compared to the average seagull, extremely muscular. <laughs> Finn makes sure to specify that when he's creating the form for him.
2: Are the muscles like on his wings or on his legs or both? (laughs) Just his legs.
1: Well, no, it's just like the normal places that a seagull would have muscles. But like.
2: (laughs) So he's just a thick bird. Yeah. Nurgle actually
3: has an additional pair of human arms.
0: He does. He can flex his wings. If we were an animated show, he'd be flexing his wings right now.
2: (laughs) Nice.
1: That's how he carries around his riches.
2: All right. Wolf's got enough facial hair for all of us. <laughs> okay uh shiloh
0: gives all of you guys hugs if you'll let her yeah of course and no no we'll hug any of you who will let them also yeah Hugs all around. We can have a chill hug
2: where both of us kind of just like plop our arms around each other and do a little pat. Yeah, they're
0: not as exuberant about it as Shiloh is. Shiloh's a very good hugger. Um, you know, one of she's she's strong and it's like a very strong hug. Shiloh hurts Malachi's back when she
2: hugs him because he's already bent in half. <laughs> yeah, he also has to bend all the way over.
1: Finn goes for a hug with Alden just for the hell of it. <laughs>
0: yeah, sure. F- Finn, he's coming.
1: <laughs> ah, I'm just really excited.
0: Um, Shiloh and Nell both hugs Alden as well and both kind of like say something quietly to him that you guys can't hear and <laughs> remember when we beat their time in the trials <laughs>
2: oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
1: oh boy I hope there's no uh, jungle gyms that need to be climbed in Marquand guys
3: as far as we know the whole place basically is a jungle gym when you think about it hey I
2: mean where is it wow. going there so it'll be fine right yeah
3: <laughs> Furthermore, I'd like to pull Nell aside for just a hot second.
0: Yes, you kind of hang back.
3: Hey, um, I don't know what's gonna happen, but whatever happens, I'm sorry.
0: Well, whatever happens, thank you.
3: Yeah, I give them another hug.
0: They hug you back. You can feel that they're, like, a little bit shaky, but they give you a hug and pull back and kind of smile and are like, I have complete faith in you. Oof.
3: <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go find Perrin again. Okay,
0: he's still hanging out nearby because you told him to.
3: Hey, short stack. Uh, be honest.
0: I'm actually taller than most of the other kids. Mate. Okay,
3: go on. Yeah, 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 you're very, you're very smart. Now shut up.
1: I whispered to Malachi. Wow, he's just like Reagan.
3: Uh, be honest with me, bud. Do you have somewhere to go home to? Do you have any family? Do you have a, a guardian? <sighs> No. All right, where you been staying? Here. Just like lurking? Yeah. Oh, what? No, not sorry, not you.
0: Like I said, m- most of the um I don't know. I think I think a lot of the people here feel bad for me, so they've kind of let me stay, you know, in people's houses, on people's couches.
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you got a you got a, you got a paper paper and pencil on you? No. Hey, does anybody have, like,
0: paper and a pencil or a pen? A random scribe, like, tosses them over to you. Thank you.
1: Oh, that's the stenographer. Like, the,
0: the stenographer,
3: yeah, exactly. Jesus, what language is this?
1: Have I got an apprentice for you.
3: All right. Uh, I flip to a clean page, and I write, mm-hmm. Dear King Monanon, I'm claiming this child for the time being. Parentheses, it's not actually mine. Close parentheses. <laughs> His name is Perrin. He seems chill. Uh, consider him my, parentheses, Regan Starkweather, close parentheses, Zward. and therefore a ward of you and your court Well, I am at war. This is all in capitals. <laughs> Regan, what are you writing? A manifesto.
1: His handwriting is
3: incredible. <laughs> also... If any strange flying lizards come and say they are taking him home, that is okay. <laughs> Thank you. XOXO <laughs> Reagan's Dark Weather. Great. Alright, I uh I don't know how a letter of mark works, and I don't know how uh legal guardianship works, but uh consider me a legal guardian. But I'm about to abandon you, so consider the king, your legal guardian.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. I've never, yeah, I've never had a letter of mark before.
3: Yeah, well, that's not what this is, but that's fine. Okay. Uh, I, f- I fold it up. <laughs> I wouldn't know
0: either way.
1: Yeah, it's a letter of heart mark. <laughs>
3: I hand it to him, and I kind of give his hands, like, a squeeze with both of my hands, you know? hmm uh-huh. Uh, also, if, as I said, any flying lizards come
1: and are, like, really enthusiastic, uh... I think you can say dragon. He probably knows what a dragon is. Well, she
3: she wasn't a dragon. Okay, she was just a little guy. What? Brill.
1: Oh oh oh.
3: She's just a little guy. It's true. Yeah. If if any if any little guys uh, come and say that they're taking you home or uh, to like a place that is for people, there's again, there's no way to say this that doesn't sound fucking creepy. Uh, but there's there's a whole island that's just all people like us it's it's all of our cousins and yeah yeah there is and it can't be found by anybody it's one of the safest places there is and they'll have answers for you because i know you have a lot of questions uh but just don't don't try and grow up too fast all right you just go with them and stay safe and learn learn what you can do and uh yeah you'll be you'll be fine
0: Okay, so stay here unless there's a flying lizard. Right. Okay. Yeah, you catch on quick. Thanks. I awkwardly, like, pat him. Alright, bye! <laughs> he, he smiles, the most kind of, like, real smile you've seen from him yet, and very carefully folds up this scribbled letter and puts it in his pocket. As Reagan departs from the child, Malachi pats
2: him on the back. <laughs> Reagan, not the child.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Cool. Um, Einkill, the the third member of the Marquan delegation, um, is now when, when you guys get over there to the edge of the clearing, um, Einkill is drawing a circle on the ground with chalk. Um, drawing this like big circle and like marking a whole bunch of runes inside of it. You guys aren't trying to bring someone back to life, are you? What? No. <laughs>
1: um Also, as we walk away from Perrin, Fincasts detect magic.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he he gives you a very similar reading to what Reagan usually does, Hmm. but has no additional magic. And you also, gosh, frankly, casting detect magic here is kind of overwhelming because there's a lot of <laughs> magic going on. There's like pretty much every animal you can see is either an inherently magical animal or like has, you know, animal friendship or beast bond or something cast on it. There, The crystal pool is extremely magical with like divination and abjuration magic. There's all these like spells and stuff in the air, you know.
1: Damn, this place owns.
0: I know, right?
1: All right, I think you're not Cassie.
0: <laughs> yeah, does not seem to be Cassie.
1: Stay cool. I'm just saying, guys. She could be anywhere.
0: Einkel um, is is drawing this this circle uh, on on the ground, um, and as you walk up, he like finishes it and marks a few runes inside, and then kind of stands up and dusts chalk dust off his hands, and is like, "Okay, um, everyone, ready? We will." Uh, this isn't going to take us directly into the middle of a battle or anything like that so no need to be concerned about that Um,
1: Finn casts mage armor
0: (laughs) yeah one of the knights is like I wasn't um, until you said that I am a bit now though
2: yeah (laughs) Malachi stands very close to the wolf knight and the wolf
0: of course (laughs) I like your dog The wolf is so focused. Um, It just sort of is like staring forward at the circle. Malachi like
2: surreptitiously like holds his fist out to the side, but doesn't look at the wolf for the (laughs) wolf to smell, but without making it look like he's letting the wolf smell him. Mm -hmm. The wolf sort of like very slowly
0: like leans over and sniffs your hand (laughs) without relaxing his posture at all. Um, The knight kind of chuckles and is like, thank you. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh the the teleportation circle, because this is what this is, um, is completed, um, and you all are able to to step into it as as the chalk sort of like dissipates into these glowing runes and you step into the circle. Yeah. Okay. I take one last look at like Nell and Shiloh. Yeah, I nod to them. They nod back. Rosie wags her mechanical tail. Oh, Oh, boy, I love you. I love you.
3: you're so
2: mushy.
0: Shiloh's grandma also
2: waves at you. I forgot you were there. I tentatively wave back.
1: (laughs) I'll miss you most of all.
0: (laughs) Um, and you step into the teleportation circle. Um... It's a very different feeling from Finn's uh, teleportation, which is all kind of. It's a
1: little dry, but this is yeah, pretty good.
0: Yeah, a little, a little dry as far as teleportations go. Doesn't have the feeling of being sucked into a vortex and smashed against other people before mm-hmm. you emerge in the ocean. Um, this is just like stepping, stepping into a very fast elevator. Um, you do feel this like drop, oh. drop in your stomach, and then oh no, we're getting the bends <laughs> a second later. <laughs> Yeah, you actually can only get the bends on land in this world. We're getting the air bends. You, you find yourself stepping out of another teleportation circle, this one permanently inscribed on the ground, in a large room. Um, you are in what what... ...is clearly some sort of command center. Um, this room is made entirely of stone, lit with torches. Um, there are, like, people- a lot of activity. Immediately you see that there are people, mostly dwarves, and all in armor. Like, hurrying back and forth and, like, calling things out to each other. Um, you also see that there is this huge window that takes up most of the wall opposite where you just entered. And outside the window, you can see, um, the inside of a, a massive cavern. Um, you are not only inside this, this control center but the control center itself is inside this huge cave um there are stalactites and stalagmites all over the place um there are you can see these like you can actually see the veins of gems and minerals in the walls
1: malachi it's like you
0: (laughs) between a little bit wow malachi feels very at home
2: suddenly yeah
0: um you can also see like caves and passages that clearly lead out of this main cavern space into other parts of of Marquan. You can also see other like buildings built, largely built into the wall. And you probably can't see this as soon as you step out of the teleportation circle. But if you like go up to the window and look down, you can see the ocean like far below mm-hmm. kind of lapping a little bit at the bottom of this cave. Ah like it sort of rushes it's r- clearly rushing in somewhere and pooling at the bottom of this cave in a way that looks like it always does that and it's supposed to be there mm.
2: this fucks severely you guys I never thought I'd be back in a cave
0: <laughs> after all this
1: <laughs> I turned to Regan wow it's like being inside Malachi's stomach
0: don't talk about what you don't know Finn <laughs> Some of the gems in the wall are glowing um, and you can also see that everywhere is just lit by torchlight. So it is like a fairly well lit space, ultimately, even though it is closed in. And you can see, again, all these armored dwarves kind of like rushing around, calling orders back and forth, saying things like, give me the update. And like, how are we looking to the east and things like that. (laughs) You see one of them steps up to you as the group of the uh, ten. Including the the delegation from Marquan. ten people and one wolf step out of this teleportation circle,
1: and one gull,
0: and one gull. Thank you. And you see, he this this man looks at all of you and kind of like holds out his hands and is like, "Is this all?" Um, and Heffor's like, "We did the best we could. All right, these are good warriors. They'll be helpful, um, supposedly." Uh, and you see, the man kind of like rolls his eyes and looks around. Um, it is at this moment that there is a tremendous crashing sound from outside everyone freezes and looks to the window you can see that down below near the bottom of this cave system near where the ocean is um, the tip of what looks like a massive drill has poked through the wall from outside it is this the spinning tip that pokes through and then withdraws just far enough for a bunch of troops to start pouring through the hole. And you can see that among who is now coming in the wall, you can see several of these, like, giant armored, like neck looking things, as well as you can see several people who are carrying either these small or these large arcane cannons, just like the type that you guys saw at Retval's lab. Um, The room, everybody freezes and then immediately erupts into even more chaos somehow. Um, People who were in here clearly coordinating stuff start grabbing weapons and like rushing for the door as everyone sort of starts to converge on that space. and Vera yells, yells to one of the passerby. She's like, hey, hey, where's Railthor?" And you see this, this person like looks around the room and then points out the window. Um, you follow where he's pointing and see this like glow of torchlight coming from one of these caves kind of halfway up the wall. And then a second later, a dwarf comes running out of the cave and just leaps out into open space. Um, you can see that he is this this stout barrel-chested, armored dwarf. He has a hammer in one hand, a pickaxe in the other, um, but his hair is like flowing loose and free behind him. Um, he has this, this dark hair, this big beard, darker skin than Reagan, but the features are unmistakable. You can immediately see why Anbarra was able to recognize him on first sight as this man who looks older, more grizzled certainly, um, but who has Reagan's exact same nose, exact same eyes, exact same battle snarl, uh, leaps Making this arc down through the middle of the cave and landing right in the thick of battle. Does he do a superhero landing? Yes, he, but he's got he's got weapons in both hands, so he doesn't have a hand to balance himself. So it's just like this very this very solid squat that like cracks the ground around him a little nice. bit.
3: Um, I'm so mad because I was literally about to do that exact same thing through the plate <laughs> glass window. <laughs> Don't break oh. their window, <laughs> and now it's gonna be derivative. <laughs> Fuck, I really have my father's son. <laughs> I roar to the room in general. Nobody let that motherfucker die. I have to talk to him.
0: And Vera like claps you on the shoulder and she's like, you better get down there then. Um, and starts kind of like running in the direction of one of these doors to get out of this main upstairs area.
3: I jump through the window.
0: Don't ruin their window. It's about to get a whole lot more ruined. Question before we leap into action,
2: because mm-hmm. I thought you said the cave just like goes down to like ocean at the bottom. Are there like platforms or something? Like where are these troops flooding out onto?
0: Yeah, so basically it's like the ocean is at the bottom, but there's like a ledge around the ocean and I'm yeah. calling it a ledge, but it's like, I don't know, 15 feet, 20 feet in some places. Like there, there is like a solid-
2: Like this is one of the areas where Rael'thor jumps down onto, and this is also one of the areas where those guys
0: are flooding into. Right, and then there are also, like, there are all these, like, staircases and paths. Um, you also see that there are a lot of, like, now the Marquan troops that are going down to where the battle is. A lot of them are, like, rappelling down on ropes. Um, there are also, like, mine carts and, like, pulley baskets that clearly go up and down. Yeah, it, it's just sort of like the the center of the bottom of this big space is water.
1: So it's like a floor with a hole in the middle.
0: Yeah. Okay. The point is that there is a floor to get down to. It's just that the middle of the floor is the ocean. Like rather than being a solid floor that things could be built on, there's the ocean. Cool. Yeah.
3: Reagan, are you? I jumped through the plate glass window.
0: Yeah. I I will say, man, they just had their cave broken. (laughs) Make an athletics check for me.
3: 18.
0: Okay. An 18 will break the glass you're coming in from the inside and it's fortified against stuff coming from the outside like falling rocks or attacks and shit like that but it's not nearly as fortified from the inside and you've got your hammer that you can hold up to sort of uh crack it as you go through so an 18 will get you through the window you launch yourself uh out and fall um do you have anything to mitigate the falling damage or are you just going to land uh i'm gonna rage cool um, so you will take you will take half of this when you land um,
3: and I'm not needing to go all the way down to like the bottom bottom.
0: okay yeah so probably probably about a 40 foot drop to kind of get down to where you can then see a path to more usefully uh, head cool. down. okay so you take half of 18 so nine bludgeoning damage as you land and crack some of the rocks around you. Um, you do see like heads turn because somebody just fucking barreled out of the window, which no one was expecting. Um, yeah, and uh, you you land um, and are able to start charging toward the battle. Uh, Finn and Malachi, what are you guys doing?
1: I turn to the rest of the room and say, sorry, he just really loves property damage.
0: One of the dwarves like yells back, hey, enough property's getting damaged right now that it kind of is small in the scheme of things.
3: Yeah. The real question is: Do you fuckers follow me? Or are you gonna be cowards and take the stairs?
1: Uh, I have a question, Hannah. Yes. A two for one. Have we ever established anything about like Finn not taking fall damage if he lands in water because of magic?
0: It sounds dimly familiar and like something I would have said.
1: Second, I wanna—I just wanna pitch. What if, as I am about to hit the water? I use shape water to break up the surface tension and open it up for me and thus provide myself a nice soft landing, thus negating fall damage.
0: I will say that if you choose to do this, I will have you roll and add your like spellcasting attack modifier. And at a certain DC, you can take no damage. And if you miss that DC, you'll take half damage. But also the ocean is further. That's like a full, probably like 60 feet. I and I will say anybody who chooses to take the stairs um will uh get there like probably either one or two rounds after Reagan. Malachi watches
2: Reagan break the window and he's like, oh, sorry about that, and jumps out after him.
1: Finn looks around is like, uh
0: Yeah, Alden. Uh, Yeah, see you
1: down there, and rushes out and jumps out the window.
0: (laughs) Alden is also here, and you can see, like, as you guys, as as Reagan jumps, he kind of has this like vaguely fond expression on his face, and then as Malachi and Finn go to follow him, he's kind of like, "Oh, come on, we don't need to do this."
1: (laughs) If you can't beat (laughs)
0: him, but you're already gone by that point. Take the stairs, Alden. Malachi
2: points as he jumps.
0: (laughs) I'm not doing that. Um, he's, if all three of you are going, he's gonna go after you. No. Um, okay. So Finn, are you jumping down to the ocean?
1: Okay, here's what I wanna do. Uh-huh. I wanna try again with my drowning thing. I wanna jump out the window towards the ocean, on my way down, grab someone with my tentacle <laughs> tattoo and pull them down with me into the ocean.
0: <laughs> Fucking sure, yeah. Um, okay, so make me a, first of all, for the successfulness of the jump, roll and add your spell casting attack modifier to see if you can cushion your fall when you hit the ground.
1: That's a 23.
0: Okay. So you you will take no no damage from this. And then yeah, so as you as you fall Um, you see, there are, like, these Lithio soldiers who have charged in. Um, you can see there are some just kind of, like, normal soldiers with swords. Um, there are some of these, like, guys who have these arcane cannons, and then there are these, like, giant, you know, mechs with these big, like, blade arms.
1: Okay, so I am going to shoot out my tentacle at one of the guys holding one of the big cannons. Uh, figuring, hey, maybe they'll have disadvantage since they're already trying to hold on to something heavy with their strength mm-hmm. uh, and just try to pull them along with me as I plummet through the center of the room down to the sea.
0: Cool. Go ahead and roll. Statistically, the like guys who are holding the guns also do not look that strong.
1: Uh, he just has to make a strength save.
0: Oh, okay. Um, he gets a 10.
1: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! He gets yoinked! <laughs>
0: cool. <laughs> um... <laughs> The, the tentacle as Finn jumps, stretches out from his tattoo, wraps itself around one of these soldiers who's holding the arcane cannon. Um, Wilhelm scream as he is pulled off his ledge that he's on and just splashes both of you hit the ocean.
1: We're going for a swim!
0: (laughs) Great. Um, You take no damage. And I want to
1: be clear. I use my mastery over water to negate my own fall damage, but not his.
0: Oh, yeah. You grabbed him halfway down, so he takes probably like 15 damage and is, you know, stuck in the ocean now. And in a tentacle. Okay. Uh, Malachi, you also jumped out the window. I sure did. You're falling 40 feet. You
2: have... Can I try and land on a guy? Sure. Make an athletics (laughs) check. I will.
1: Do you think there's, like, fucked up eyeless fish down here?
2: Almost certainly. It's a cave.
0: Yeah. A 21. Okay. Um, yeah, you you manage to, like, land on... Smush a guy. An <laughs> enemy soldier <laughs> <laughs> crashing Whoops. into him. Um, and you take 12 fall damage. Um... Alden is going to jump down right behind you. Damn, what's Um, the math
3: on a 300-pound man falling 40 feet on top of you? Do I kill
0: the guy? Yeah, I'm just going to say, and I'm I'm going to say this for Finn's guy too, I think, unless you have something, unless you want to hold him underwater, but I think it's simpler (laughs) to just say that being yanked off a ledge and dropped into the ocean and having a giant man fall on you will kill you. Um,
1: (laughs) I was sort of looking forward to seeing the last bubble leave his lips, but fine, sure. Oh,
0: you do, you still get to do that. It's just in this moments before we enter initiative. The audience doesn't hear it though. Yeah. (laughs) Um.
1: Turns out it's really hard to swim when you're dressed in armor and carrying heavy weapons.
0: Alden takes 14 fall damage. And you, uh, the three of you who jumped down 40 feet have landed in, in the same vicinity as each other. Um, Finn is like a little ways below you in the water, but all still in the same area. Um, You're, you're basically like holding this one area of ledge that you've fallen down onto. You can see that behind you there's like another cave that goes deeper into the cavern system, into the mine. Um, you can actually, you can also see that there are like tracks like for a mine cart or something, but there is currently no mine cart visible. But clearly that's that's where it goes, is deeper in. Um, the three of you, Alden, Regan, and Malachi, landed like right on this in-between um, what is now... Charging toward you are two of these massive mechs. Um, You can see that they are like built out of this armored plating glowing from inside, clearly being powered by some sort of arcane core. It has an almost axe-like blade on one hand and like a massive hammer on the other hand. Um, And it also has these like big platforms, like, up where its shoulders would be, and standing on its shoulders, you see, are two soldiers holding these arcane cannons. Mm. Uh, right behind the first one is another of these these titans, um, but this one has a gunner on one shoulder, and then what is clearly a mage of some sort on the other shoulder, somebody wearing, like, these these white robes with the official seal of Lithios and holding a staff in his hand. Um, and then like basically around the ankles of these two mechs um, are these soldiers. Um, there are two foot soldiers with- They're only two feet tall. With morning stars who are clearly protecting these these titans. Um, this is what you see charging towards you. Um, at this point, I'm going to have you all roll initiative. Wow. 19. Fifteen. Zero. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Um, Finn for Nurgle. Oh, right. Nurgle will just fly out the broken window, by the way.
1: <laughs> Nurgle, like, is slightly down the shaft to the ocean, like, circling like a gull does above the open ocean. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, Twelve for Nurgle.
0: Okay. So you guys are like one small like nugget of combat, um, one small snapshot of combat, um, but there is a battle kind of raging around you. You see the forces of Marquan clashing with the forces of Lithios that are pouring in around this giant drill that is still like laying, laying in the hole that it has just made. Um, in order to reflect the fact that there's a battle happening around you, um, every round it will be intersecting with you guys in some way, a way that might be good for you or might be bad for you. Um, so I need somebody to roll me a d8. Three. Okay, so, um, you see that on this round, um an additional Lithio soldier um, jumps down from a higher ledge um, onto this one. um, And he is going to go ahead and take a couple of attacks on, um, he'll take them on Regan, who was kind of the first to land here. He's got this like morning star out um, and he's going to swing it twice. Wow, does a 14 hit you? Nope. So that's a 14 and a 13. So he does not he does not hit with either. He just kind of swings swings the Morning Star twice, um, and then uh, he he doesn't have any like ambient effects that will keep affecting people the rest of the round. So he then just jumps down and starts heading to a different battle, um, away from you guys. Um, and now it is Finn's turn.
1: Okay, so the water is 60 feet down from the rest of the fight.
0: No, you're, it's 60 feet down from the window. You're, like, 20 feet down from where the party is at.
1: Okay. Okay, first, I just want to do the old standard little telepathic beacon, just see, are there any creatures in this water down here?
0: Yeah, there are some, like, cave fish. And also, like, frankly... You're with the ocean. Like, as soon as you're physically in this body of water, you can feel that this is not, like, a pool or, like, something that got cut off. There's, like, a, like, channel to the ocean. Like, you can feel that somewhere this is connected to the actual ocean. Um, and I think you can also feel that it's, like, a very small opening. Um, so it is, like, it's too small for, like, people or vehicles to get through but some small fish and like sea creatures have made their way through it. And so there are a lot of like little fish and fish that were little when they came through and then have grown bigger living in here. Not as much life as there would be in the open ocean, but they're relatively protected from predators. So the ones that are here are like have have gotten a chance to thrive. So there's like a fucked up ecosystem in here is what you're telling me. Yes, (laughs) that is what I'm telling you, is that there's a weird, a weird ocean connected, but also kind of cave like ocean biosphere happening in here. And that's what you feel as you let your telepathic ping out. There is not a giant octopus or a shark or anything like that.
1: Mm. Ah, well, I let all the fish in the vicinity know. Hey, uh, if anyone like this guy or someone wearing like a metal mech suit, I don't know if you know what that is, comes down here, uh, (laughs) feel free to eat them.
2: Oh The the mech suit?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, hey, maybe you need to get more iron in your diet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all week, or maybe not, I don't know. <laughs> this might be the last time you ever see me, and you'll live the rest of your life thinking about the day you were blessed. No. Okay, uh, bonus action. I'm going to activate my form of the lurker
0: Ooh.
1: Uh, to fly up. Uh, I'm going to activate my form of the lurker, so I transform into my more monstrous self. And then I can fly, so I just fly up out of the ocean, back nice. up into the room, and is this.
0: Well, so let me let me tell you about the because I meant to mention this. Um, I want to let you know that the um, Titans, so the the these giant mechs, uh, the guys on their shoulders. Well, as long as they're on the mech's shoulders, they are considered to have total cover from melee attacks and half cover from ranged attacks. So you cannot hit them with melee attacks. They're up too high and they're hiding behind these like metal plates. You can hit them with ranged attacks, but they have half cover, which means they've got plus two to their AC.
1: Okay. And is the situation such that there's sort of like a knot of invading Lithios soldiers faced against a line of defenders So, for instance, could I cast something with a 10-foot radius circle that would only affect the bad guys and not also get Reagan and Malachi in it?
0: Um, right now, yes, because you're acting first. They have not, it is, like, Reagan, and then behind him, Alden and Malachi, uh, and then, like, 10 feet in front of them is all of the bad guys grouped together.
1: Perfect. Then, centered on them, I'm going to activate my Devouring Maw. (laughs) Sweet. <laughs> uh, you know, being near all these weird, creepy fish down there has just got me feeling connected to the ocean again when I haven't so much for the past, only the past few hours, really, I guess. <laughs> and it's time to finally let that hunger that's been gnawing at me out.
0: Cool. Ten foot radius, you said?
1: Yeah, ten foot radius. So I center it basically right on the frontmost advancing mech.
0: Yeah, okay. With a 10-foot radius, you can hit all of them. They're all within 20 feet of each other right now.
1: And I shout down to Regan and Malachi, don't step forward, let them come to you!
0: It's made pretty obvious by the uh, tentacles. I don't know, Do do you want to describe what it looks like?
1: Sure, yeah. All of a sudden, you see a circle of the stone that these guys are all standing on starts to glow with the same dark black light that Finn's eyes sometimes do. And a single, massive, toothy, spectral mouth opens up in that circle. Like, suddenly the floor has jaws that are gnashing and chomping.
3: Wow, that was my favorite game as a child.
0: (laughs) Okay, um, so I'm gonna roll strength saving throws for all of these guys, um... The way that I'm going to handle the fact that some of them are standing on the mechs is I'm going to say that they're they're going to roll their own saving throws. Um, but if they're restrained and the mech is not, it can, like, pull them with it out of the maw. But first, I have to roll for everyone. So let me see. Okay. Um, the mechs get one of them gets an 18, but the other one only gets a nine. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, the eighteen just passes.
0: Okay, so the the foremost one passes, um, but the back one is grabbed in these tentacles that just like wrap around its metal limbs and hold it in place.
1: It's like the mouth on the floor has a hundred grasping tongues.
0: Ugh. <laughs> rolling for the the soldiers. <laughs> Wow, crazy. Okay, they get a 19 and a 20, so they actually both pass. Oh. And then let me roll for the guys who are on the Okay, um out of the uh the gunners that are standing on the first mech, one of them saves, the other one gets wrapped up in these tentacles. Um the the mage standing on the back mech also gets uh wrapped up in the tentacles. Um but the gunner manages to save um so you have currently actually trapped in the maw you have one of the gunners the mage and the giant the second giant mech um are the ones that that failed this saving throw and are restrained by the devouring maw (laughs) Yeah, and all of them look. Finn. Finn rises up out of the water in this aberrant form and immediately opens this maw on the ground. So they all look pretty uh, scared of this situation. <laughs> um,
1: and this is what everyone here can do. <laughs> turn back.
0: Um, the first Titan is going to step forward. This is the one that is not restrained, so it just sort of like.
1: Well, he is starting his turn within the maw. So he's going to take damage.
0: Oh, wow. You're right. Okay. Yeah. He takes damage. Go ahead and roll.
1: Uh, that is 13 lightning damage.
0: Okay. Um, takes the full lightning damage.
1: And do you want me to roll separately for everyone who's going to be starting your turn there or just apply that to everybody?
0: Um, Your choice, I think.
1: Uh, well, I rolled above average, so I'm going to say apply it to everyone.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Works for me. Um sweet uh it stomps forward out of the maw and just makes a wide sweep like steps towards that it's towering right over reagan and makes a wide sweep with this axe hand um i need reagan malachi and alden all to make me dexterity saving throws Okay, so Hannah. Yes. I have danger
3: sense from being a barbarian, which gives me advantage on dex saves against visible effects. I would assume that a giant axe hand winding up to attack me counts. Mm-hmm.
0: Nice. This 100% counts. Yes.
1: <laughs> Reagan was accidentally looking in the other direction.
0: Girl, I rolled a five and a two. Oh. I got a seventeen. I have an eight. Okay. So Malachi passes and Alden passes. Reagan does not pass. That's fine. That's so fine. But this is slashing damage, so you'll take half of it anyway. Um, So all of you take half of 13, which is uh, 6 damage. Okay, that's this thing's turn. Um, Now the gunners that are on its back are going to go. They are not in the Maw's area. They got carried out of it.
3: Aww. Yeah. (laughs) Maw.
0: But... Uh, they are both going to fire these arcane cannons that they have. One of them is going to flip around and fire at Finn. Um, the ah. other one is going to also fire at Regan. Finn, that is dirty 20 to hit you. Yep. So you take 18 force damage. Ah. And then at Regan... That is. That's only a. Does a fifteen hit? No. Okay. Um, so just barely, you you manage to roll under this force blast. Um, that is, Regan's turn. Fabulous.
3: So I am going to be a drop my rage. Okay. And what do you think, perhaps? that these things count as being made of inorganic material.
0: Um, yes,
3: they do. Finally. <laughs> 100%. Okay. I am going to cast a shatter. Awesome. At a fourth level. Okay. And if I like centered it on a mech, would what size are the mechs? Are they size large or
0: They're size huge, actually. Perfect. So this, it'll hit, You can I think you can only hit one of the mechs, but you'll hit the mech and the guys that are on. That's perfect. Yeah.
3: So I'm going to go ahead and do that. So may I please have
0: con saves, the mech has dis. Are you doing it on the front one that just took an axe sweep at you or the back one, which is still stuck in Finn's tentacles? The front one. Perfect. Ooh, nope, Uh, get a 15 on one of those D20s and a four on the other. So the mech fails, Um, the gunners on its back get, well, well, one gets a 18 and passes, presumably, the other one gets a six and fails. All right,
3: that is gonna be 31 damage to the mech and half of that for the dudes.
0: So one of the dudes actually failed. So he takes the um, the
3: full thirty one.
0: He takes the full damage as well, and he does not look good. That was a pretty serious hit to him. Um, awesome. Anything else, Hmm. <laughs> you could
3: say no, but I prefer if you didn't say no. Can I start climbing the mech?
0: You can. Yes. Um, yes. You you absolutely can do that. Um, make me an athletics check to see if you're doing it correctly. <laughs> Or successfully, rather.
3: Uh, twenty-four.
0: <laughs> Great. Um. Yeah. You manage to, as this thing is towering over you, you like it. It sweeps the axe hand across all three of you, and as as it's like holding its arm out to the side, you just you grab the hand as it goes past you and start to like lift yourself up onto the mech. Um. So you are now essentially like hanging off of its arm. I'm a sloth.
1: My God, he's finally mastered all the sins. that was the last one
2: (laughs) how far out of my range
0: does this put reagan by the way Um, malachi i'm gonna say he's like 15 feet away Ah. because he also he also has to move forward a little bit to get onto the mech but once as soon as you're able to move forward you will be however other people act before you um that is the mage's turn um he takes Thirteen damage from being stuck in the maw, <laughs> and is still restrained.
1: As the translucent jaw on the floor is just gnashing, closed and biting him.
0: Yeah, he's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the mage raises his staff, um, and above. Malachi, Alden, and Reagan's heads. Um, you see this like frosty cloud materialize and a second later, these massive hailstones come pelting down out of it, pelting all of you. Um, I need the three of you to make me dexterity saving throws um, and the mech is also gonna oh, make I a dexterity can. saving throw. The, the mage is choosing to hit the mech um, in order to hit Reagan. 12, 21. Okay, Alden passes thanks to aura.
2: I forgot about my own aura. I've forgotten about that for every single fucking save.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: Well, good thing I passed the last one anyways. Okay, so instead of that, it's 16. Ooh,
0: 16 passes. 12 did not. So all of you take half of this, and the mech is taking the full thing. Nice. Um, of eight bludgeoning damage, so half to four, and then an additional... Thirteen cold damage, which halves to six. So total of ten damage each. Damn. Okay. Um, Titan two, also stuck, takes the damage.
1: Chomp, chomp, chomp.
0: These guys have no range, so he's gonna he's gonna use his action to repeat the saving throw. Come on, Bestie, you can do this. You've got good strength. You don't need to roll that. Boo,
3: high. worstie.
1: Let yourself be licked by the depths. Mm.
0: 16, <laughs> so he misses it by two, yeah, um, still stuck. <laughs> Fucker. Great, great. This is fine. Um,
1: I'd just been thinking the lurker needed more iron in his diet.
3: Finn, you already made that joke.
1: No, I didn't. That was out of character before.
0: <laughs> um, The gunner on his back also takes the maw damage and is going to shoot Finn about it. A
1: oh, real original.
0: Uh, 16?
1: No, because I cast mage armor before we got here.
0: <laughs> Good for you. Okay, uh, you, you managed to, to fly out of the way. Um, That's Nurgle's turn.
1: Uh, Nurgle, stick with me. Get ready to give me advantage.
0: Ah! Um, Alden is going to run up and just swing his sword at the mech. I mean, he's going to use distracting strike if he hits. Um, <laughs> Reagan is distracted. Trying to distract
2: the giant robot, not you. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's got his shirt on, Reagan. Uh
3: oh.
0: Uh, the eyes are the nipples of the face. <laughs> that feels like a compliment somehow, but I. <laughs> um. Oh, well. He rolls fairly well, but these guys for information gathering, he gets an eighteen and does not hit. Uh, oh. Against the mech specifically. Yeah against the mech not the guys on the mech okay the guys on the mech you can't hit with melee attacks they're too high unless you got up there reagan could hit them with a melee attack yeah exactly (laughs) um he's gonna make a second attack though this one hits um so he does 10 slashing damage and the next person to hit the mech has advantage and an extra d8 of damage okay Um, That is these soldiers. Um, Both of them are starting in the moss, so they both take the 13. However, they are not restrained by it, so they are able to just run straight up out of it.
1: Leaving before dessert, are we? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, So one of them is going to run up to where Reagan. you're like, you know, halfway up the mech, Mm -hmm. but you have not fully climbed it yet. He's gonna come and like, bashes you with the shield that he has on his arm, just kind of like slams you with it. Um, or at least that's what he's trying to do. Like a bug. Yep, that is a 23 yeah, to hit. Fair enough. Um, so you take...
1: Oh god, Reagan! he's turning on the windshield wipers.
0: Seven bludgeoning damage. Um, and I need you to make a strength saving throw for me.
3: Uh, that's gonna be a 26.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, you manage to hold on and are not knocked off the mech you manage to secure your position he's then just going to swing his morning star at you so that is nope like a nine to hit misses You're two scrambling up the mech at the moment you hear him kind of grunt in frustration um the second soldier is going to run just kind of like around and engage with malachi um he is going to try and bash you with his shield just like the other one just did to reagan damn that's only a 12 to hit. Yeah, no. So then he will try and hit you with the Morning Star. That one's a 21. Okay. So you take 10 piercing damage. I keep feeling
2: like I should have something to mitigate this, and I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Malachi, that is finally your turn. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't care about you, stupid foot soldier. I want to go fight the max. <laughs> uh, the mage isn't currently concentrating on anything, right, though? No,
0: the spell he cast seems to be a one-time thing. So there's
2: nothing immediate to stop.
0: Yeah, the stones, the hailstones fell and then stopped. So, so, sorry
2: to ask so many questions, but these mechs, the source of their power, we can tell it's some sort of arcane power, but,
0: like, is the actual, like, engine or whatever visible? No. Like, not... Maybe, maybe once they're bloodied, but like there isn't like a big glowing thing sticking out of them. You can tell that these are being powered by magic. Okay. Like this is, this is arcane tech rather than mundane tech. Okay. So they're not like
2: being piloted by a guy inside them, they're just purely driven by magic? Yes. Okay. They're constructs. In that case, I will try and take care of this guy down here first, I suppose. 19 to hit this guy. 19 to hit the soldier? Yes, that hits. Get out of my way. That's only 10 damage on that one. (laughs) Okay. But I can do another one, I guess. Why does Malachi feel so weak right now? Hey, your mojo's off because you're in a cave. You don't like those. Jesus Christ. Okay, does a 17 hit? Yes,
0: 17 does hit. Oh, thank God. He's just wearing, like, standard-issue breastplate and shield. Fuck you, man. But... Yeah, Malachi, you, I mean, you recognize this uniform. That yeah. might be, I don't know if that's throwing you too, but you've, you've worn this uniform. A
2: little bit. That time it is
0: 16 damage.
2: Okay, he's bloody. Anything else? So the mechs are creatures, not objects? Yes. <laughs> Can I compel duel the nearest mech? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Charisma save, right? A whiz, actually. A whiz, okay. Whichever mech is more conducive to m- uh, compel duel. I don't know if there's one that's closer or farther than the other.
1: I don't know. Well, the other one is in the Maw.
2: Okay, then, sorry, Reagan's gonna be the one you're Fair on enough. if the other one's in the Maw. <laughs> okay.
1: Although, wait, do you have to be right next to them to compel duel them?
2: N- just 30 feet.
1: Oh, oh, that would just really fuck with the guy who's in the Maw. <laughs> then
2: sure, I'll do, whichever one makes more sense. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure what the-, the mech deals
0: are right now. Okay. Um, their wisdom is not as bad as their charisma. Um- Damn but their wizard was still not good. Wow, and he rolls an at one. Wow. <laughs> um, so the Titan 2 is currently uh, compelled duels and stuck in a all. <laughs> all right, cool. Somebody roll me a D8, please. Four. Cool. Um, you guys begin hearing this kind of like drumming sound. Um, and you look up to see that on one of the higher ledges, um, is like playing this like battle drum that he's got with him. Um, everyone can take 1d8 of Bardic Inspiration, um, that you have. Uh, feel free to use that whenever you would normally use Bardic Inspiration. Okay. Um, Finn, that is your turn.
1: Uh, all right. So, At the start of Finn's turn, actually, there's a bit of like a rumbling on the ground beneath and a weird contortion of the translucent mouth on the ground, almost as if it's swallowing. (laughs) And all of a sudden, you see Finn stand up a little taller as I've just gained some temporary hit points from having people trapped in my mob.
2: About how many would you say?
1: Uh, About 11.
2: (laughs) Wow.
3: It's kind of horrifying. (laughs) Yeah, I hated that.
1: And I lick my lips. You. And I say, mmm, you know, I was just thinking, I could use more iron in my diet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm having deja vu over here. These mechs are just made of,
0: like, steel. (laughs) Yeah, there's no iron at all. Alden calls up to Reagan, is like, has Finn gotten more horrifying, or did I just forget? Yeah, no, he's gotten worse. He met his dad. Great, Okay. Speaking of which, dad! (laughs) Oh,
2: guys, I fucked up. Steel definitely does have iron in it. (laughs) Steel is an iron
0: alloy. (laughs) So the joke still works. All right.
1: I was just thinking maybe some people didn't hear me say it before. So, you know, (laughs) it's a good line. Uh, And then I am going to do a little twirl in the air and fire an Eldritch Blast at the mage who's sitting on top of the trapped mech. Awesome. With advantage from my bird. Whoa. 18 on both rolls Whoa! So that's 28, 25, and 29 to hit with my three Eldritch Blasts
0: Yeah, Um. he, he actually you see him cast shield this like icy shield goes up in front of him um, but all three of those smash right past it <laughs> Even with shield and cover the lowest bond being 25 means they all hit
1: and I deal 33 damage. Oh, nice.
0: Okay, uh, he's bloodied. Um, nice. You see these bolts go past the, the ice shield and impact him. And he nearly topples backward off the mech and just barely manages to hold on. Okay, anything else, Finn?
1: Well, yes, of course, for my bonus <laughs> action, I'm going to summon my tentacle. Uh, and I'm going to summon it right by the other mech that everyone else is fighting and have it just sort of Swipe at the legs of it. Okay. 25 to hit.
0: Uh, 25 does hit.
1: Seven damage. Okay. And that's all. I just continue to float there menacingly.
0: Okay. That is this first next turn then. Does not recharge, so... He will just... Um, I, I feel like he can't really effectively hit Reagan while Reagan is on him. <laughs> so he's going to take both his attacks against Alden instead. Uh-oh. So he's going to try to slam with this this hammer fist first. That'll hit with a dirty 20. So that does... Okay, 17 damage. And he has to make a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. So Alden... roll good for him gets like a 20 something um, and manages to not be knocked prone nice next this like axe hand comes swinging around um also hits with a an 18 so that is 12 damage which means that he is up with 11 hit points. Um, You see he sort of like jumps back and manages to avoid the worst of this ax swinging down on him and sort of like wipes some of the blood off the corner of his mouth. Okay, that is, that is the gunners. Um, One of them is going to shoot Finn again because they don't like this scary guy who's flying and doing all this damage.
1: Oh, come on, why not? Ah.
0: All right. Well, <laughs> you're you saying that seems to have worked. He rolled a total of ten, which does not hit you. Boo! Um, the other one is going to fire at Alden because the strategic thing is to knock the injured person down. Wow! But also misses um, with a eleven to hit. Um, Reagan, that is your turn. Boy, howdy. Um,
3: are there still guys streaming through the hole? <laughs> um,
0: there are, sorry. I, I will say, a, as you look over there, like, yes, but it, it does not give the impression of, like, an endless force. It, it's only been 12 seconds, or I guess a little bit more than that, since you had to spend some time on breaking glass and jumping down. Um, But already, like, there is not, like, a steady stream of soldiers still coming in. It kind of seems like most of the force is here by now. Okay. Yeah.
3: This has been the longest 15 seconds of my life you guys yeah um and i still have two gunners on the mech that i am also on
0: yes one of them is pretty hurt the other one is not quite bloodied
3: and as i'm crawling around on this mech like a sexy little bug would it be possible for me to get to a location on it in which hypothetically i am also pointing in a line towards the second mech
0: yeah. Yeah, I would say you could, like, come around to the front and then, like, fire point blank through the first mech and to the second. Yeah. Hypothetically, if I was to do that, I'm gonna go ahead and do that.
3: Okay. I awesome. cast a lightning bolt. I wiggle around so that I'm, like, right
0: up in its chest. I'm trying to decide... Like, I kind of feel like this should just hit everyone who's on them.
1: Yeah. Because
0: it conducts electricity. I agree, because they're also made of metal. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. So so you're not hitting the soldiers, but you're hitting everybody who's on who who's on a mech. But I think I will say if you want to stay on the mech, you need to take the damage yourself. If you want to jump down, you cannot take any damage kind of like fire it and jump off.
3: Yeah, can I like blast myself off it basically? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Awesome. Okay, perfect. And I'm gonna burn my second fourth level for this as well. Great.
0: And what is it, a dex? Yes, I need dex saves, please. First mech fails. Second mech gets a 14. That fails. fails, right? Great. Um The gunners on the first one both fail that's a three and a four um the wizard gets a nat one jesus christ okay come on buddy um wow the last gunner passes with an 18 our hero um, but every everybody else failed and will take the full damage
3: great everybody else takes 36 lightning damage
0: jesus
3: <laughs> okay thanks reagan i like my lunch well done and anything that is flammable is lit on fire. <laughs> Flickering, blue, lightning fire.
0: Okay, so, Reagan, you scramble around so that you're, like, hanging on the front of this thing like a baby in a front carrier. <laughs> um, and, like, right, right over its massive chest. Um, you put your palm up to its center and push out jumping back as this lightning shoots from your palms you see it hits the first mech um the whole thing lights up with electricity both gunners on its shoulders just like full skeletons in the middle of of their bodies (laughs) and their charred corpses topple off to the uh to the ground below convulse and die you then shoot through, you you see the lightning continues on in this straight line, hits the second mech, it too becomes wreathed in lightning, um, you see one of the gunners manages to kind of like minimize his contact with the titan and avoid taking most of the damage, but the the wizard, who until this point was like basically locked in a battle with Finn, kind of like looking, <laughs> looking right at him... Um, fries and also uh, drops to the ground dead. Wow. Um, so you have, you killed two gunners and the wizard and are left with the mech in front looks quite injured, very injured. The one in back still looks pretty okay. The And the other gunner is bloodied as well. So you have, yeah, very much uh, changed the course here. <laughs> Are you proud of me yet, Dad? <laughs> Dad, did you see that? You do see it. Like this, this moment kind of turned heads. In general, you guys' little <laughs> cluster is turning heads. There's a lot going on over here. Um, but you see, people people are looking up. Okay.
3: And I'm in a bonus action rage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. Um. The the wizard is dead. Um. Titan 2 is still stuck in the fucking tentacles. Andy, you can re-roll for this one because it's a new round.
1: 12 lightning damage this time around.
0: God, the fucking lightning. This is a very
3: crispy battle. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Finn rubs his esophagus and is like, ooh, wow, little uh, acid reflux there.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, He's going to try to break out of the tentacles because, again, he really just can't. Let's see. I'm going to use my good d20. Uh, They're
1: tongues, actually.
0: Oh. No, I still still rolled a 15.
1: That's right. Part of you wants to be devoured. You know it.
0: It doesn't respond to your taunts being only an animation of magic and metal, but uh, it's a good taunt. Um, The second gunner, I think, so he also takes the 12 damage. He, at this point, because he's not actually restrained by the maw, he's going to jump off the mech, really kind of a, a combination, like jump slide off the back of the mech and like back up. So he's behind the maw. Swing his gun around and shoot it, Finn. That will hit um, 21. Okay, Um, Finn, you take 11 force damage.
1: Ah, man, there goes all my temp HP.
0: <laughs> okay, that is Nurgle's turn.
1: Ah, keep up the good work, Nurgle. Ah!
0: Okay, Alden is going to, first of all, second wind. Um, so he regains 12 hit points. Nice. Um, he will ignore the mech in favor of attacking the soldier that's right next to him. Hits with the first attack, so that is 13 damage. Yeah, he'll make this a trip attack, so this guy's going to make a strength save or be knocked prone. Makes his strength save, unfortunately. Alden will make a second attack. Hits that one as well. Wow, good job, King. 10 damage on that one. Um, This soldier is bloodied. Now it's the soldier's turns. The one who's fighting Alden is just going to attack Alden. Ooh, crits. Um, So- Alden's within my range though, right? Alden is, he's within five feet of you. All right, I would like to intercept this then. Awesome. Okay, so it's gonna be, well, this is the shield bash, and it's actually fortunate that it's the shield bash because that does less damage. Um, So it's only- Twelve, bludgeoning damage, um, Sick. which Malachi takes. He doesn't take any damage. Yeah. <laughs> so Alden will make a strength save to avoid being knocked prone. I intercepted the whole attack. Yeah, but he's he's good at these, and he's an aura, so he's fine. Um, and then the soldier goes in with his second attack. Yeah, that hits. So that is um, uh, eleven piercing damage with the Morning Star. And the second soldier is going to attack Malachi. First, he's going to try to shield bash you. Um, <laughs> okay, misses, misses with his shield bash. Hits with the Morning Star. Um, right, a twenty hits you. I assume. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. So you take only five piercing damage. Okay, Malachi, that's you. Okay, so the only guys who still exist are the
2: two titans themselves. The one gunner and the two soldiers. Correct.
0: Okay. And all of them look pretty injured, except Titan 2, the one in the maw, is still doing okay, but also he's in a but maw he's and a not maw, been able so. to take any attacks. Yeah.
2: Can I attack one of the Titans without leaving this guy's opportunity attack range? No, unfortunately.
0: But you do still have advantage and a bonus damage if you attack the Titan from the last time Alden attacked him.
2: Yeah, I think I want to attack the Titan,
0: so I'll take the O.
2: Okay. Away. Ooh, does hit. Um, so you take, uh, again, just five
0: damage.
2: Okay. So I'm going to go for the Titan and this one is a little worse off than the Maw one you said, but... This one is much worse off. Oh,
0: much worse? The, all of the, like, a, a lot of the armor plates are off. You can see the, like, glowing kind of core within it. Um, you can see it's, like, listing to one side. I'll just do the, I'll just do the Thunderous Smite then. Okay. 21 to hit. 21 hits. Yes! And so you have a a bonus D8 of damage on this from Alden.
2: Also, the creature needs to make a strength save.
0: What's this for? Because it might be immune to the condition.
2: Uh, being pushed away and knocked prone.
0: Huh. Fascinating. Okay. There's no, I I was expecting a size restriction, but there isn't, so. I guess being huge doesn't help him. It's Thunderman. Oh, he does get a 24, though. Ah, fine. This
2: one can make its strength saves. That's fair. All right. Thirty-two damage.
0: Jesus, uh, you kill it. Nice. Um, you you stick your axe right inside, past a couple of these armor plates that are falling back, um, and feel yourself make contact with the arcane core. And this thing crumples to the ground around you. Yes.
2: Also, there's thunder audible within 300 feet.
0: Oh yeah, so this this fight on this ledge over here, which has already had a devouring maw, a giant <laughs> lightning bolt, now is accompanied by a massive clap of thunder. Um, I want them to all look over and see how absolutely wrecked all of their shit is getting by us.
1: <laughs> also, the echo in this cavern on that has gotta be insane. Oh
0: my God. <laughs> yeah. Reagan's shatter earlier was bad enough. The thunder smiles. Yeah, is. we all
3: have just recovered from our bout of tinnitus and suddenly. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, that is top of the round. Will someone roll a D eight for me, please? I got a seven. Ooh. Okay. Cool. Um as this, this clap of thunder rings out, um, you see like one of the Uh, the ropes that's like dangling kind of down from your ledge back toward the lower area all of a sudden like moves and you see a gauntleted hand like grab at the top of the rope you see a hand holding a pickaxe comes up over the top of the ledge um, and you see Railthor haul himself up over this ledge Um, summon daddy? Then you saw him climbing but um, he climbs up pickaxe in hand kind of looks around at all of you and is like welcome newcomers we certainly are happy to have you here and you see he's he's got this like battle frenzy in his eyes like it almost looks like he's got this this internal fire burning but you see that he's still his eyes linger on Reagan for just a second as you're like standing there your hands still crackling with lightning you see his he, he has this like brief flickering moment of confusion and then he kind of like spins around and he's like you robots get the fuck out of my mind um as he yells this actually all of you um if you would like can use your reaction to move up to your speed and take a weapon attack has to be a Hell weapon yeah. attack but you can do that if you would like I would love to do that I want to attack Maw guy Great I I will say we can go in initiative order okay. so like Finn would you like to would you like to move up to your speed and make a melee attack
1: Uh I'm going to pass Okay that's fine. I appreciate it, sir, but I'm not really much for weapon attacks.
0: <laughs> yeah, you look—you don't look like you are. You look like some sort of sea demon.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Reagan.
0: Yeah, I'll
3: go ahead and make a two-hander with my hammer. Great. And I'm going to make this a rally also. Ooh. And I'm going to make it a reckless also.
1: <laughs> wow.
3: Wow. <laughs> Fuck, I rolled a seven and a six, so it's only a 14.
0: Mm. Against the Titan? Yeah, that does not hit.
3: You! We need to
0: talk! <sighs> Aye! Uh, Alden will... I think he maybe can't afford to go in the Maw Zone, which is where this guy is, because <laughs> he will just get dropped. So I think he's he's not going to do that either. Um, but Malachi, feel free. Maw time!
1: Wow, I never thought I'd know what you guys taste like
0: oh guys the soldiers are still here i forgot about them um alden will attack one of them is what that means it means that there's a target that's not in the maw zone (laughs) that i forgot about oh beautiful he hits doing six damage okay sorry carry on
2: 22 to hit that hits and this one was looking better right yes this one is not bloodied okay In this case, I'm going to Divine Smite at a second level. Okay. All right,
0: 38 damage. Jesus, okay, now he's bloodied. Uh, Very nice. (laughs) Great, okay, that is Railthor's turn. And for as long as he's standing here, um, all of you have a plus one bonus to any weapon attack and any damage rolls. Wow. My dad has a class? Sort of. <laughs> He's got abilities. Um, awesome. That is Finn's turn.
1: First, once again, the mouth on the ground contorts and makes a weird noise. And once again, Finn gets 11 Tempit points.
0: Uh,
1: Are there any people still on this mech, or is it just the mech at this
0: No. Point? The gunner jumped off and is, like, hanging back and looks extremely injured.
1: Oh, yeah, that fucking guy. Yeah. So this mech, it's like a big... Sort of metallic robot creature with joints and hinges and stuff. Yeah.
0: Wow. Are there
1: any one inch wide no. openings on it?
2: <laughs> um, why? Why do you think? Oh, Hannah. Well,
1: I'm just thinking. Is there anything to uh, me using my form of a lurker to squeeze through that opening and be like inside the mech? I'm not sure what the next step is, like Expansion. with that.
0: Expansion. <laughs> yeah, like I will, say, I will say yes, absolutely you can. But I will say that like re-expanding to your size while inside it will not hurt it. Like there's enough space and it's already beat up enough that like you'll just kind of tumble out the side. So like if you've got a plan for what to do when you're inside, <laughs> go for it. But
1: would I get any sort of bonus to or like do extra damage if I'm eldritch blasting its core at point blank from inside it?
0: Um, (laughs) sure. Um, yeah, I will say you don't get advantage on the attacks, but if you do hit, we'll treat it as a critical
1: hit. Hmm. All right. Sounds good. Okay.
0: (laughs) And I guess you get advantage from Nurgle, so you'll get advantage on one of them anyway. All right.
1: I look at Nurgle and I nod solemnly to him and I say, buddy, I'm going in. And I fly down to the mech. And you guys see Finn flying just full speed right at the mech. And you're like, oh no, he's about to just crash into it. (laughs) But at the last second, I just sort of shrink and disappear into a little opening on the side of the mech's shoulder. And you hear a wet squelching noise. Uh, um,
2: Does this count as premarital? Railthor looks horrified.
1: (laughs) And I am going to squeeze around, worm my way in my boneless octopus form into the core of the mech and just Eldritch Blast directly at it with my floppy formless hands.
0: Thank
2: you. Finn, I gotta say, I do not think I would still love you if you were a worm. (laughs) 24,
1: 21, and dirty 20 to hit.
0: Yeah, all three of those hit. Oh
1: yeah, we're doing big damage today, boys. Yeah. Uh, so that is sixty-three force damage.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, you you kill him twice over and almost three <laughs> times over, um, for sure, for sure. Yeah, Finn wiggles inside and then this thing just fucking explodes. <laughs> oh God, what is he doing in there? Oh my God, is it? I'm I'm like thinking
2: about the I. Uh. I I think we sh- we should just stop thinking about it. Uh huh. Great.
1: The mech collapses, and for a moment, you see this weird just blob of flesh floating no, in the air. I do
2: not. I do not see it. I do not look <laughs> at it.
1: Before it reconstitutes into a full-size fin.
2: Malachi does not look. He does not see.
1: <laughs> and I look down at the destroyed mech, and I say, Ha, huh, looks like you had a little too much fin in your diet, iron. <laughs> so- <laughs>
0: Railthor like laughs really hard and slaps oh, at me. Oh Jesus! I see.
1: that switching her out. Oh yeah, this guy gets it.
0: <laughs> oh, good one, lad. Finn,
2: if you move fast, you can get a. If you move fast, you can get a third dad. Right. <laughs> don't you dare,
0: <laughs> Reagan. That's your turn. Oh, oh, actually, Finn may have a bonus action.
1: Oh yeah. Basically, all we have left is that one gunner who ran away, right?
0: And and the two soldiers. Although all of them look like they don't necessarily want to be here anymore. <laughs>
1: Wow, that's so crazy, because I also don't want you to be here anymore. <laughs> and I'm gonna move my tentacle over to one of the soldiers who are over fighting Alden, right? Uh,
0: one of them, yeah, basically at this point, yeah.
1: And just smack one of them with it. Nat 20. <laughs> yeah. This is the best turn of my life. <laughs> Two damage on my crit. <laughs> I rolled a one twice, (laughs) but you know what? still pretty good overall.
0: Spectacular, no notes. Okay. (laughs) Reagan, that's you. All right.
1: I quickly look to Rael'thor to see if he's judging me for that.
3: (laughs) I'm going to book it back to Alden and attack. uh, I'm going to reckless the guy who's in melee with him. Awesome. Uh, Twenty-five to hit. Hits. Nine.
0: Okay, you killed this one. Nice. And hey, shout out to Finn's tentacle.
3: <laughs> and I'm gonna rally, ba rally, to give Alden temp HP. Oh. So he sees me just kill this guy to death for him, and it just really bolsters his mm-hmm. spirits.
0: <laughs> yeah, it sure uh, does. So he gets
3: eight HP, temp HP.
0: Okay. Um, anything else, Reagan? Nar, cool. Um, this last gunner is going to back up more, but take another shot at Finn. He really wants to hit you. Ooh, and he does. So that is thirteen damage to Finn. Ah. Uh, uh, Nurgle.
1: I bid Nurgle to help uh, Malachi out with the next hit on this guy. Ah. Yeah.
0: Okay, that is um. Alden is going to try and kill this this last soldier, although this guy's still looking kind of okay. But he hits with the first attack, seven damage, and misses on the second attack, unfortunately. Um, that is the soldier's turn. Um, he, he definitely looks like a man who knows he's fighting a losing battle here, but he can't exactly uh, exit the situation without problems, so he will just, he'll attack
1: Have you considered going and being stranded on an island for five years?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He'll attack (laughs) Um, That is a idiots. Oh, and he gets advantage, right? Because you're reckless. Mm -hmm. Yes, so he hits with his shield bash, so you take Oh,
3: although because I do have my babies, my babies are hindering him, (gasps) which gives him diss, so it's actually just gonna be flat.
0: Okay, great. Classic baby move. So he, he hit with the first dice I rolled, so cool. that'll be uh, eight damage and I need a strength saving throw. And it's bludgeoning damage, so half.
3: Twenty-van.
0: Nice. Um, you you are not knocked prone. Um he will try and hit you with his morning star. Oh wow, misses. Seven and a five. Um, okay. That is Malachi's turn. So we got just the two dudes left. Mm-hmm. The, the gunner looks way worse. But is far away. But is further away, right. And closer to like his own forces. All right. I'll just go for
2: the guy, the soldier who's here. 22 to hit. Hits. 20 damage. Nice. Killed him. Whoa!
0: <laughs> yeah. Y- you You come in with your axe and just directly to the back of this guy's head. Is there anything else I can attack with my second attack? <laughs> I don't think so unless you unless you want to throw something at the gunner.
2: Uh, I don't know if I have anything to be thrown.
0: Okay. Cool. Um it's at this point, at the end of this round, um, that you guys, as as the enemies in your immediate vicinity all are felled, um, you look around and see that in the wider scheme of the battle, things are turning toward Marquan as well. You see the rare Knights, you catch a glimpse of them in their green armor, like, down by where the drill pushed through, um, kind of, sword swinging and the wolf is leaping, pushing some of these warriors back. You can see the dwarves of Marquan all around you fighting um and you see that a a horn is blown um these kind of like two quick blasts which Malachi as a former soldier from Lithios you recognize the signal for a strategic retreat immediately you see them all kind of like start to pull back um the surviving mechs kind of lumber their way back behind the drill um the soldiers kind of run as well and you see that that Marquand's soldiers are Hanging back and letting them go rather than pursue.
1: As they're retreating, Finn's tentacle pops up and trips one of them into the hole that falls into water.
0: (laughs) A second wheel hum scream. Um, (laughs) You you do see um, as you guys are watching this happen. um, You look down at the drill and you see um, like on the top of it. So it's got this this big like burrowing part, but then behind it, it's like some sort of. Craft, like there's uh, Mm. an inside to this drill. And you can see that there is a window, like right at the top above the drill, where, like, presumably a control room would be. And you can just barely see—it's kind of far away and through a window. Um, but you just barely manage to to catch a silhouette um, of a man wearing long robes. Could could be mage robes, could be a lab coat, and you see the slightest glint of light off a pair of spectacles uh, that That's Reagan, you especially bitch. would recognize anywhere. Um, and as, just as you see that, you see the drill kind of, like, pull back, and you can hear it, like, kloosh into the ocean outside. Wow, great
3: onomatopoeia.
0: But in a way where that seems like that was, that was purposeful. Um, kloosh.
1: I, I telepath to any seekers that can hear me, fuck him up!
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, up on the ledge, Railthor kind of shakes some blood off his pickaxe and looks at you, Reagan, and shakes his head and is like, Damn. Really is like looking into a mirror. Oh. Yeah, you're right. We've got some talking to do. Um, and I think that is where we will end our session for tonight. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening. Um, If you enjoyed that, which we certainly hope you did, you can find us other places on the internet. We are at Ship of Fools Cast on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram. We are also findable on Patreon at patreon.com slash shipoffools if you'd like to support the show, support our hard work, um, and get access to a lot of fun bonus content, including Folio, our side campaign DM'd by Andy, which just put out our most recent episode last week. So if you'd like to hear that, as well as our other bonus content, hop on over to patreon.com slash shipoffools. As always, we have some people we need to thank. Um, Thank you to Theo Golden for our beautiful logo art. You can find him at TGoldenArt on Instagram. Thank you to Lucas Mangold for our thrilling theme music. You can email him if you have any music needs at lucascarlmusic at gmail.com. Um, and hey, thank you to you, the listeners, especially those of you who subscribe to us on Patreon. I I don't usually say this, but we appreciate you. We appreciate that you've stuck with us. We're really glad you like it. And, you know, as a token of our appreciation and also just generally what we do, we'll be back with a new episode on April 4th. So we will see you on April 4th with our next episode. And until then, we will see you on the open seas. Bye. Thank you.
2: Um, okay. What the hell? <laughs> Microsoft Word just popped up to show me my product is no longer licensed. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck wow. you.
1: Get a lot of this guy. <laughs> Only just now
3: lost their Microsoft product license. You'll
1: never word process in this town again. How am
2: I supposed to How am I supposed to do my cover letters and resumes? <laughs> Sorry, go on. This is a problem for later, Taylor. <laughs> also, why now? You can still
3: use it. You can still use it. It just isn't legal. <laughs> well, that's weird. But why now? Okay, this is what important. if the cops are listening, Nani? <laughs> <laughs>